Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Ware Brothers on the UCLA Men's Basketball Podcast. We hope you had an enjoyable and safe 4th of July weekend. We have a lot to cover today as it looks like UCLA Athletics is going to be on the market for a new sponsor. Under Armour has informed them that they will be terminating their contract with the UCLA Bruins. All right, so let's get right to it. Uh, Two weeks ago, Under Armour recently made the decision to discontinue their $280 million deal with UCLA that they signed in 2016. The deal didn't go into effect until 2017, however. But this is a huge blow to UCLA Athletics, who is already facing a multi-million dollar deficit. In a statement released by the company, they cited that they have been paying for marketing benefits that they have not received for an extended period of time. Um, I'm no expert, but in my mind, this seems that they are not receiving um, the profits that they anticipated from marquee sports, especially in men's basketball and UCLA football. And it looks like with this pandemic going on, those deficits are even set to rise further. This comes at a time when Dan Guerrero is now passing his torch onto our new athletic director. We just refer to him as MJ on this podcast. Um, And Dan Guerrero's response to the termination of the Under Armour contract was, in my mind, somewhat meek. especially since it's in the realm of $280 million. Uh, Guerrero said, quote, We are exploring all of our options to resist Under Armour's actions and will share more information as we can. Under Armour also informed Cal that they would be terminating their deal. And Cal's response was a lot stronger. I'll get back to that later in the show, or Dave will get back to that later in the show. But... Initially, I was expecting a little bit more pushback on UCLA Athletics' part um, in order to keep this Under Armour contract alive. Like many companies in the world today, um, Under Armour has been struggling um, with sales down. Dave, can can you provide some numbers as far as Under Armour's sales lately? Yeah, I mean, according to the American Banking and Market News, you know they they project Under Armour sales to be down around 53% compared to uh, the same fiscal quarter last year, which is a huge blow. And you you on top of that, you add the what is it 11 million dollars per year that Under Armour is paying UCLA plus an additional seven point something million dollars for uh, apparel, yeah, uh, annually and uh, clothing. Um, shoes and equipment for all the athletics. Yeah, and, and you tag on the fact that they're under contract for another, you know, what, 12 
10, 12, 13 years. Yeah. Like that's a substantial amount of money um, that Under Armour was going to be on the hook for. So yes, of course they're trying to cut their losses and save their losses any way they can. Yeah. And it's hard. For, I think they looked at UCLA and Cal as, you know, they're not going to recoup the investment that they made, so you might as well nix it now. With- yeah, I mean, granted, before this, I think obviously UCLA is one of the most uh, noticeable collegiate brands in the world. It's a and they blue, were, it's a blue blood school, so yes, it is going to get noticed. They were hoping to sell a lot of merchandise and and to be advertised all over the West Coast and, and on national TV. Well, I think they looked at UCLA as possibly being their you know, their first little foothold in the, on the West Coast as far as a school sponsorship goes. Um, you know, Nike kind of dominates the Pac-12, and I think Under Armour was trying to get in there and compete with them a little bit. Under Armour, up in, you know, till the last week, had three schools in Utah, UCLA, and Cal. Um, UCLA and Cal have been um, put on notice that their contracts are going to be terminated which is now leaving Utah as the only stronghold in the Pac-12 for Under Armour. Yeah, and I think it puts UCLA in a a unique situation. I think the initial response I would have liked to have seen a little bit stronger. Um, Basically, you know, in terms of if we get to a negotiation or a buyout, it puts us, it's showing that we're not going to back down and settle for any, for uh, a lesser sum of money than what we're capable of getting uh, in terms of a buyout going forward because UCLA isn't going to be able to just, they're not just going to walk away from the table and say, and cut their losses. They're going to want some type of recoup. But uh, they might have to. I know we don't know the terms of the deal, but I don't think that there's anything stopping Under Armour from simply walking away and, and ending their contract. Maybe there's going to be a buyout there somewhere small, big, um, I think, but we, we'll see. That's to be determined. Well, one, they signed a contract for 15 years and 280 million dollars. You gotta, you know, you're held up to some extent to that deal. Uh, granted, with well, this, you don't know that. You don't know the the wording of that that contract. Yeah, that's true. And I guess in times like this, obviously, a lot of the negotiations, no one could have foreseen something like this happy, happening. So and there could be a clause in there. Exactly. Um, um, going forward, I think if UCLA was this puts UCLA in a very unique situation, well, a very d- difficult situation. Yeah, let's talk about the difficult situation yeah. first before we move on to the unique aspect of you know negotiating what to being a free agent in the in the shoe in company apparel, in the yeah. apparel market. Um, UCLA is already in the in the red athletically, um, somewhere in the realm of twenty million dollars. That was before potentially We're, these uh, fall. That's in, where we, they stand okay. currently. Okay. Moving forward, if they were to obviously have to cancel spring or fall, you know, and maybe even winter sports, that number is going to rise dramatically. Maybe not even cancel them, but at minimum postpone. There's going postpone or the fact that ticket ticket sales because a lot of these games are probably going to be without spectators. Uh, spectators, so they're going to even if there is sports, they will lose uh, a pretty substantial. 
form of revenue and ticket sales and merchandise and all that. Mm-hmm. Granted, the TV rights and, and and will come into play, and that will help depending on. Well, that's going to come into play depending on if there's a season at all. You yes, know? I mean that's a, their one saving grace that could potentially give them some type of revenue. Yeah, even if there isn't uh, spectators. Well, they're yeah okay yeah yeah exactly. But I mean, let's just say I mean you, the UCLA athletic program most likely will have to take out potentially another loan from the school to in order to not have to cut some of the other sports. Yeah, you know, I, which would be devastating for a program like UCLA, who is known for having uh, excellence across the board from their major sports revenue revenue getters and then you know the other ones that maybe don't bring as much revenue and regardless we're always in the top three in national championship every single year and in in contention for that capital uh um, collegiate school award yeah it's just shocking to me that a blue blood school like ucla who is the national leader in championships one is running at a deficit you know like how that's that's absolutely shocking to me ucla is a premier school that gets tons of athletic talent they haven't produced obviously particularly well on the football field which is a main revenue grossing sport and um they did turn it around on the basketball court men's basketball this year um so i'm really praying that we do have sports in the fall because I think UCLA basketball, which is what our podcast is generally, you know, obviously focused on, um, is going to make some strides next year and is going to bring in revenue and is going to get back to the prominence that they once were a few years or, you know, yeah, a few years back in the Pac-12. I mean, I sure hope so because I think guys like Chris Smith, I could obviously see him coming back with the addition of some newcomers and some transfers, as well as the returning players, understanding what Coach Cronin is trying to do now and having a year under their belt, it you know that that speaks volumes. And that um, just having a year with a coach and understanding that tra- and not having to go through that transition period, we'll be able to hit the ground running. Um, you know, I, I feel for a guy like what, Chris Smith, he, though. Yeah. Okay, we'll get that. If you. Um, UCLA brings back everyone. Christmas stays, and then with all the players they have incoming, and they have their new eligible uh, eligible transfer, Johnny Juzang from Kentucky. What is your preseason ranking for the UCLA Bruins? Uh, well, obviously with Arizona losing some guys, and honestly, I just want I, I don't I don't, I, don't even, I don't want to compare to any of Okay, I just, I would, what's your preseason ranking? I would have. Uh, in the nation, not in the Pac-12. Oh, in the na- well, we'd have to if, if it's in the nation, we're basically assuming they're a top twenty-five team. Oh, I am assuming they're top twenty-five. So you think they're going to be preseason top twenty-five if there is forecast if there's rankings coming out? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I respect. I was going to say I was going to say twenty-one. Okay. I would say I would say in between twenty to twenty-five. Okay. So that's the nation. What about the pa- obviously if you're ranking top them top two. twenty-five? I would okay. say top two. Top two, which is fair because they finish. USC is <clears throat> going to be real dangerous, obviously, because they have one of the best incoming freshmen this year. Yes, they'll be dangerous, but at the same time, we've seen infield year after year have talented uh, recruiting groups come in there, and they still kind of seem to underachieve. So hopefully, I mean, look at this year with um, Okongu. I mean, they did yeah. have a solid year this year, but every year I feel like we're talking about their recruiting classes being pretty solid, but they end up underachieving. So uh, they'll have a bullseye on their back. But I do see UCLA finishing at the top of the pack last year. 
um, making a late season stride, which is awesome to watch. I do see them as a forecast top two, three team in the Pac-12 to start the year. All right. Compared to last year when they weren't even in the top eight, which was mind-boggling. Uh, but then again, at times in the beginning of the year, they showed that they weren't really playing at the level of a top eight team. All right, so what apparel is UCLA going to be wearing next year? Seems to be the biggest question right now. Um, let's just throw out some potential, you know, potential some or, potential suitors. Okay, let's say let's say UCLA is able to continue their negotiations with Under Armour, and in the meantime, stay with Under Armour for the time being. You think I, that's an option? I think no, that's zero, zero percent of that happening. Okay, so let's just so we got Adidas. It's the companies that were in the running last time when Under Armour was able to come out victorious um, were Adidas and Nike. Yep. Uh, both those school, both those companies, I believe, will be in play this time around. Albeit, you know, UCLA is not going to be in a bargaining position. So both of those offers from uh, Adidas and Nike, if they choose to come to the table, are probably going to be low ball offers and very short term because a lot of companies don't have that. Companies don't want to be locked up in that long term of a contract with what's going on with the with the pandemic. Yeah. Hopefully, this you know. All gets put behind us, and we can go back to business. Could as you usual. throw? Could you throw in a dark horse, maybe like um, Puma? I mean, Puma was trying to sign new upcoming NBA talent left and right. Um, this I past just don't year. know if Puma has the capital or the. Well, they're not going to need capital at this point because no one else is going to have capital to spend. This is a time for smaller companies trying to get on the onto the bigger stage with Nike and Adidas yeah. to, to strike. I mean, I would see I would say the UCLA opportunity to potentially snag a top blue, collegiate a, program, a blue blood school located in Los Angeles. That would be a massive get. That would be a massive get for Puma. But to be real honest here, I'm voting Nike. I've wanted UCLA to be Nike for as long as I could remember. And I think that the benefits of being Nike extend far beyond just, you know, the shoes and the apparel that you get to wear. Yeah, it definitely goes beyond not only a superior brand of just athletic excellence and comfort and fit and style, but you got to look at the what it's going to do in terms of recruiting, especially basketball. Nike dominates the grassroots scene, the EYBL, all these, all this, the grassroots scene is completely dominated by Nike. That means these kids that are on Nike-sponsored AAU teams more than likely go to Nike-sponsored colleges. I think a lot of people underestimate that fact too. A lot of kids coming up when they wear a shoe like, well, when we wore Nike, you know, we wanted to play for Nike. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's what every kid wants to play in. And people think, oh, well, you know, a shoe contract or apparel deal, it's not going to change a, you know, a player or a student's uh, college choice. Uh, yeah, it does. And it happens all the time. I think UCLA needs to be conscious of what a sponsorship with Nike does to their recruiting scene. Absolutely. You're going to get a lot you're going to have a lot more opportunity to sign higher caliber players because your school is now represented by Nike. A UCLA uniform with a Nike swoosh on it is going to be hard to pass up on. Exactly, and I think it basically eliminates any red flag 
that any recruit had before coming to the school because it check in terms of um, living and the academic excellence, sports excellence, facilities. You, you can't compete with UCLA. The only thing that stood in their way was the fact that a lot of kids want to play for Nike schools and wear Nike gear. Or don't want to wear Under Armour or don't, don't want to wear Adidas. Yes, this can't be overstated enough. I think the fact that um, UCLA was Under Armour and even Adidas before that, I think that hindered some of, some of the recruits that they were able to get. There are obviously some apparent obstacles that are standing in the way of this deal um, taking place. Um, obviously, we're dealing with Phil Knight, who is, you know, Oregon Duck through and through. Um, they already have USC down the street. Um, and UCUSC football, obviously, is a huge revenue get for, for Nike. But would you say they wouldn't covet the opportunity to sign a school like UCLA that is perhaps one of the most well is probably the most well-known school on the West Coast. I mean, I would say so Nike in terms are, of Nike globally, has, UCLA is more noticeable than USC and Oregon or any other school in the in the Pac-12 for that matter. Yeah, Am I wrong? I 100% agree with you on that. The USC or I'm sorry, Nike already has seven schools in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, but they already that, have a huge presence in the Pac-12 and they already have some of the best teams in the Pac-12. Um Oregon has been dominant on in a lot of ways on multiple sports. Um, USC has been dominant in football for years and years. Uh, Washington, Arizona, you know. But is it going to be? It, it might be too hard to pass up UCLA on kind of a not a low ball offer, but an offer that is. I gonna think be a short a- term, one to two years, maybe three years, and something that probably was along the lines of what. Under Armour was paying us per year, which was what? If you factor in everything around $15, $20 million. Yeah. To a school like Nike, or to a company like Nike, locking up a deal that was worth, what, $50, $60 million over two, three years to sign an entire collegiate program like UCLA, I think that would be a that would be a good offer or that would be a maybe an opportunity too good to pass up exactly and i think like you said there's already seven schools in the pac-12 that are with nike yes there are but none of those schools are ucla and the direction that ucla is trending right now gonna be in the top 25 for basketball yeah ucla needs to show promise on the football field as well in order to even garner more appeal from those companies okay agreed agreed but it's just like this whole pandemic if there's gonna be a season if there's not going to be a season i'm sure that's getting that's obviously being thrown into the mix as what company is going to want to throw out money at, for an apparel deal for a college if they're not even going to play on the field yeah and you're missing out on the the major but the majority I, of the i'm going to be hopeful though and i'm gonna you know stay positive i would love to see ucla and nike um but i honestly think and this might be surprising to some of our listeners that a subdivision of Nike and Air Jordan may have the best opportunity. And it does make a lot of sense. Jordan only sponsors four schools currently in Michigan, Oklahoma, North Carolina, and Florida. They have no representation on the West Coast. And we have a prominent alum 
in and Russell Westbrook, who is currently sponsored by Jordan. Um, you know, and we all know what a great player Russell is and what a great representative he is of UCLA and UCLA basketball. Yeah. So that's and also what what type or what young athlete uh, collegiate athlete wouldn't want to come to UCLA and be sponsored by Jordan? Yeah, I mean UCLA with the Jordan swoosh is as as Jumpman, Jordan Jumpman. Yeah, the sorry, as appealing as the swoosh, um, and you know I think Nike would kind of like the fact that they could market. USC as their swoosh school and UCLA as their Jumpman school, and I'm sure they would have, you know, a great time marketing that head-to-head matchup. Absolutely, it'd be just it'd be. I think it'd be that'd be. It a would great be the. Opinion. I think it'd be the best of both worlds for a company like Nike. With that being said, we're going to be optimistic and positive and wish for the best um, and hope. That UCLA lands a company like Nike or Jordan, because um, I really wanted some Nike and Jordan UCLA swag. Um, Dave, you got anything to say? Yeah, I mean we can only hope for the best right now. It's definitely crazy times, but you know at the end of the day, hopefully everyone's staying safe and healthy, and hopefully we'll see some UCLA uh, fall and winter sports on come a couple months from now. Yep, absolutely. And like always, go Bruins. Go Bruins. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.